0: Hey everyone, it's Brie. Feel free to email me any concerns or questions or if you just want to say hi at askbree123 at gmail.com. That's A-S-K-B-R-I-E 123 at gmail.com. And also, if you're needing a bit of encouragement, feel free to follow me on Bree That's B-R-I-E-F-A-L-O-U-G-H. So today, and I'm going to try to prevent from being kind of ranty, I'm going to talk about the child-free lifestyle that I am living, and highly believe that I'm going to continue living for the rest of my life. Um, So when I was little, I always saw myself getting married, drawing pictures of it, um, and it didn't really become um, real to me what I wanted my life to look like until I was about 19. I remember you know, graduating from high school, being out a year, and applying to colleges, or or following up at different colleges, because I still didn't really know where I wanted to go. I was working a bit, and I remember, you know, people in my church talking about, obviously, like, um, going to college, meeting a special someone, and having kids. And I remember just, like, rolling my eyes, trying not to be rude, but the kid part was just something that was so strange to me, right? Like, and I can say that even like turning 29 a couple, you know, weekends ago, like thinking of being in um, control or actually that's a problem. You're not in control of anybody uh, because people do what they want to do, but being responsible for somebody else's life and well-being and spiritual walk and just all of that just really like stresses me out beyond relief. So I remember just like rolling my eyes and thinking about, you know, of course I wanted to be married and Um, I say, of course, for me, because that's something that I want. Um, But... I just couldn't see myself like being a parent right and so um, there obviously was like a battle going on in my own household over whether I should go straight to college or should I go to a bible school in Germany and I remember you know people being pretty adamant about like going in your education and getting done and and then on the other side there's a the people that were talking about I need to do it now I have to do it now right now because you know before you get married and have kids you know all this responsibility you're not gonna be able to leave your life and do it and I just remember thinking how daunting that was right, like, wow, like my life is going to stop once I have these responsibilities. I remember there's one woman that um really just tried to like speak a whole bunch of quote unquote life into me is more like her agenda, but that's another story for another day, and she was just almost like trembling like with fear for me, like you have to get out there now and and you need to travel if you want to go to Zimbabwe, if you want to wear a belly shirt, do it now if your life is going to be over uh, ah, and I just remember thinking, like, God, like, there's just, like, this tone, right, this tone of, like, like, I don't even know how to describe it, like, just a tone of, like, like, people just feeling like they're unfulfilled in their life, and so I remember going to college, doing the good girl thing, and it wasn't for me and dropping out, and I remember my parents being upset, but, you know, I was the one paying for it, so I told them I was gonna get a job and go back later, and they kind of, you know, obviously said, whatever, what are you gonna do, not going to fight me. So I remember working and I was working as a nanny and, you know, climbing the ranks there. You know, started working with just everyday families and became very, very popular. Uh, I started going on vacation with families and holding myself in um, different cultures and in different situations, like when it comes to like multiples or divorce or, you know, a two-mother household or two-father household, right? Like I never really tripped about it. Do you, right? As long as my check doesn't bounce. That's all I really cared about. But I remember just seeing like this trend, right, of like, you know, getting booked for like a nine hour day and then like the parents coming home like 15 hours later and they'd be smashed and, you know, um, being booked by the same mom over and over and over again. And like, okay, okay, like I'm getting paid so I can't complain. But I just remember like these full time moms in the suburbs, like not wanting to be around and like begging me to stay an extra like five hours or six hours or even spend the night sometimes after working a 10-hour day and I'm like what is going on like does nobody want to be around their children like I, I granted I did work for a lot of lawyers I did work for a lot of doctors um but there was a lot of moms that just needed a break aka but they were doing these breaks all day long and so I was wondering like are these women like not fulfilled in their own life like It seemed like, to me, they wanted to be doing anything but being at home. And, like, I get it. like And that's why I feel like I'm embracing this child-free life because I wouldn't want to be doing what I was doing unless I was getting paid because, I mean, I was working with multiples or sometimes I'd be working with one baby that was colicky, that had diarrhea and was teething and had a fever and the day just seemed to drag on and... It just snapped for me, like, wow, I feel like these parents are really avoiding their kids. And then sometimes I would see this, like, this one mom I worked for, she, we, you know, this is in Oregon, so we would go to Safeway, and Safeway had um, this value pack of wine. You could get six bottles of wine for $9. And I remember she would come, you know, home after I'd be there all day with a pack, and it would be gone by Thursday morning. And like, okay, I'm not tripping, right? Like she had friends, maybe she had a house party, maybe, you know, other moms were coming together and, you know, uh, just trying to have a good time like midweek while the kids played. But as I started to like notice her husband's demeanor and he would start to say things to me, it became very clear that she was drinking these by herself. So not only was she like drinking a ton of alcohol all by herself, but her, 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 husband was saying that she also was like you know on Prozac and so I'm like oh my god it's like I hope this is not a situation where she's like abusing prescription drugs and like alcohol and like of course I had never seen her drink and I had never seen her take Xanax or Prozac or whatever she was on so I couldn't report it. Um, to the agency or report it you know to the authorities or anything because she wasn't abusing it when I was there, but I just remember like seeing this behavior and then I would look at other households and see it too, and I just remember like sitting down you know with myself and and asking myself like do I really want to have kids and the answer was no, and by the examples that were being shown to me by these women and sometimes these men. I don't think that there was a lot of moms I was working for that really wanted to do the day-to-day mothering as in like changing the diapers, making the lunches, dropping off kids at school, going to hockey practice either and that's why they were hiring me and I remember I just had this epiphany like wow how sad and when I went to college you know I was a nanny for so long and then also had celebrity clients it just you know, obviously, my name got around in certain circles. I remember being in college, too, in Nyack, New York, and then also, like, working in Manhattan and seeing this, too. But sometimes I would witness two households in one family. And what I mean by that is, like, the kids would be on the Upper East Side with the nannies, and the parents would be downtown, and they would chuck in and, and, and do what they do, you know, and, and come see the kids here or there. But it was almost like, you know, these parents were kind of pawning... If that's the correct word, their children and their responsibilities off of other nannies. And I just remember being like, man, like this has to be talked about. Like, it's so interesting that this is happening all the time. And even my British friends that I, I met in college, they talked about going to boarding school from like, you know, first grade on and, you know, their parents coming for the weekend or them coming home for holidays. And I'm like, wow, that's just so different, you know, from my experience. And, you know, of course, my mom, I shouldn't say, of course, I I need to get out of that habit, but my mother wanted to be a mom full throttle, very A personality. I mean, if the measurements for the formula when she was um, not able to breastfeed was six ounces, she would be that mom that would be cutting it off at six ounces, making sure everything was measured and all the water was intact and everything. And she had a really hard time getting pregnant, so we were always, you know, obviously treated like, you know, like angel babies, like, wow, like this is such a blessing you're here. So that was just so weird for me to like meet these women that would just continue on and have kids that it seemed like they weren't that interested in. But I remember, you know, like around 23 realizing, you know what, the part of mature, you know, maturity that I want to have in my being is realizing that not everybody's story is the same as mine and realizing that everybody's reality is different. Not everyone comes from a family or a background like mine. Like my dad is Southern. So, of course, he wanted a house full of kids with gumbo on the stove and, you know, um, toys and, and kids running all around. And that was his reality. That's what he grew up with. He grew up with 35 relatives all around him. So his sense of family was different than these people that I was working for. But I remember also, too. As I started to get older, you know, obviously 25, 27, 28, people asking, oh, are you seeing anybody? Oh, you know, you need to hurry up and have kids. And I always laughed because it wasn't like I wanted to just pick anybody off the street to create a life with, you know. Um, along with Nanny, I saw a lot of divorce, a lot of ugly Big money divorces, or that were dragged out, and the kids are the ones that were just like left with like a lot of scars. So I didn't really want to, and still don't, just want to pick up any Joe Smo on, on the street, and you know get knocked up and be barefoot and pregnant. But I just remember like kind of becoming more confident and voicing what I wanted to certain groups and being laughed at like people literally could not consider me the nanny someone that wanted to be child free and i remember getting a lot of peer pressure like oh you know you're going to regret it or you have to do this i remember somebody telling me that you have to have kids that's the natural you know way of life and i just remember being super insulted like almost to the point where i was about to cuss this chick out yo like don't come at me bruh i'm the wrong one like how dare you tell me what i need and want And what I'm going to truly desire for my life and my body. And so it was just so like chilling. And I was wondering, you know, and I still wonder like, okay, these people that have these kids that they want to give me for like, it seemed like eternity, right? They just, they were very, very happy with just like boozing and doing cocktail hours and not coming in and and wanting me to stay longer. Maybe they were never really given the opportunity to voice and live out their child free desires. Cause I can imagine like in 2018 and 2019 still getting that pushback of this is what a quote unquote a woman with a uterus needs to do. I can only imagine, you know, these people that are, you know, 30 years my senior were facing. And so, you know, I, I really want to open up this discussion. And I also want and think that there needs to be a community where people can come and say, Hey, you know what? I don't know. What I think about when it comes to like, I don't, I don't know if I want to have children. I don't know if that's something for my life. But being appreciated and loved on, and being told that it's okay, you know, it's okay not to to want to have kids now or ever. And like, and there's a lot of you know reasons why I personally you know um, have chosen to be child free. I mean, some of it is environmental, like you know us living in an overpopulated world and reducing my carbon footprint a lot of it is being a woman of color and realizing that there's still a lot of racial issues there's a lot of um, gender issues out there when it comes to the oppression of women Um, also some of it has to come with finances right like I live a comfortable lifestyle where I like to just pick up and go to Bali go to France go to Sweden right and visit my friends and knowing that that's going to be altered if I have a child, if I want to be responsible, and and when I say responsible, I mean for me, in my opinion, of having a stable place where a child can learn and grow and be educated. And then also, too, what I've seen, I won't say, and I say this very carefully, not what children have done to marriage, because obviously marriages fall apart all the time, if kids are present or not, but just seeing how the dynamic changes, right, with having kids and how you know some people people get up and they walk and I'm not just man bashing I'm not trying to say it's just men I remember you know a big point in my childhood which was definitely loss of innocence for me was when I was eight years old and I saw you know this woman that was our neighbor adopt like six kids from the foster care system and then she ended up going to a high school reunion and running off with her cowboy boyfriend. And I know that sounds like really extreme, but I remember that. I remember the kids obviously like coming from like, you know, a broken background now continuing into a broken environment because mama left with a cowboy like and it was just like it was just shocking to me and like I see that all the time and you know and and that's one thing too that I can say honestly, if I'm in a bad relationship or I am, you know, not happy, and I know happiness—the definition, you know—gets abused, right? What is happy to you? Happiness to you is not happiness to me. But what I'm saying is, if, if there's a segment in my life that I am not satisfied, and my husband is abusive, emotionally, physically, spiritually, sexually, I want to leave, and I don't want to have any ties and I know that sounds like walking in fear and we always talk about on this podcast and on my um, podcast with my friend Ebony Cherie um can we talk about it not walking in fear but like what's the difference between walking in fear and walking in practicality not walking in fear but walking in wisdom and knowing what you can and cannot handle because I'll tell you this um, my cousin, who I love dearly, right, was 16 when he started seeing somebody. He lives in Arkansas. And I remember we as a family were not fond of this chick. Like, she was, she just didn't drive with our family, you know, just very nippy-nappy, very opinionated, was a yeller, was a fighter, like to scrap, like to drink, like to smoke. And I just remember thinking, like, where's this relationship going to go? Like, my cousin was um, on the dean's list. And he was a really great football player and was being looked at by a lot of schools, including some Ivy League schools because of his academics. And I remember, like, my dad kind of pulling him aside, the side and being like, you know, like, where, you know, w- what path are you deciding, you know, like, wh- where do you want to go, babe? Like, where do you want to be in 10 years? Because this lady right here is going to make it very hard for you to bridge gaps, right, to, to, to walk into your your future with with dignity and pride because she's like a street fighter right like she was scrapping all the time like popping fingernails off and taking hoops out of her ears putting vaseline on like that kind of scrapper and that's not the kind of family we were from and i remember you know him saying that you know he was ready to like you know, apply to colleges and just really get focused, you know, get focused on his athletics uh, more intensely, right, going to that next level and then also, like, tying some loose ends up. And before we knew it, homegirl was pregnant. And, like, again, I'm not a woman basher either. Like, it takes two, two tango. Like, that was on him too. Like, was he not wearing a condom? Was she not on birth control? Like, were these discussions not had? But I just remember being like, yo, you were, you know, I hate to say it this way, but, like, because we love you know the baby which is my second cousin who's like uh, super cute now and super grown um that he is forever tied to this woman you know like later on like a year later they ended up breaking up and you know she has her people and i think now he is um dating somebody and it's pretty serious and this is the only child that he's had, you know, since being a teenager, but I remember like she's had some really hard times with the law and really hard time with employment and like he has to be there to pick up the broken pieces of her life and the child's life because that is the child's mother and so like there's no getting around the fact that like he is with this person and like I started to see these stories time and time again of like man if I want to get out I don't want to have any ties you know and I get it some people are going to say okay what about property what about you know 401ks what about Roth IRAs okay that stuff can be settled like in court but that's not a living, breathing child, a life, right? Like, children to me are so precious. Like, I still work with families. I still work with kids. And, like, the treatment that sometimes they get is is just so sad, you know, being bounced around from here to there. I mean, like, if you're a single parent trying to make ends meet to keep the lights on, there are so many hands in your baby's lives. And what I mean by hands is, like, I'm talking about, you know, babysitter to grandma to grandpa to, you know, um, to aunties, to uncles that are not like in, you know, that that can be family, but also can be people that, you know, that you just love and you call them auntie and um, and uncle, but there's just so many like transitions that this child has to, go through on the daily like is that fair right like and I get it some people get caught up some people literally have a fairy tale of a wedding and have a fairy tale of a marriage and something just switches so like there's no shaming here you know everybody has a different story everybody has a different walk and I want to be respectful to that but what I'm saying I guess in this long long long-winded uh podcast is that we need to create a community where people can be honest and just say you know what this ain't for me Without people trying to convince them, without people trying to say you're going to regret it and trying to shame them. Because what is that, you know? Like, would you rather have someone that can walk in their truth and their power and be strong and say, you know what? I'm not going to do what society has told me to do time and time again. I think I want to, you know, blaze a different trail. I, I think that this is not for me and my life or my spouse or my partner or whatever. And live a more, like, holistic you know, truth grounded life versus someone that's just kind of getting through the motions. Cause I've seen moms that do not have connections with, um, their child for whatever reason. And I've seen dads that have resented their wife for getting pregnant so many times or have resented the fact that they are dad, you know, because it was like, nobody was listening. You know, I actually had dinner, um, by accident with a dude that used to be in my bible study and he had um gotten divorced from his wife and I mean it has been up and down and all around in their relationship I mean from financial problems to you know verbal abuse to depression I mean it was just it's it's so sad to see and they have four babies and it was like You know, I always ask them, like, was the problems always there? Like, when you were dating, were the problems there when you had your first kid? And they both say yes. And so my thing is, like, by golly, why did we continue to walk down this trail? Like, was nobody looking out for you? Were you not looking out for yourself? Were you scared, right? And, you know, I guess if if anything comes across, you know, through this podcast is let like let let people live their lives do you boo boo do you because you're the only one that is going to live in your skin and create your own reality you know like people always tell me oh my gosh you're gonna love your kid and that it could be very true I think I'm a loving person I think I would love a baby if I had one however you're not gonna be there buying the diapers you're definitely not gonna be there buying the wipes or paying for preschool because that's another thing too I am in the child care um field. I know how much I'm getting paid and how much parents have to fork out for childcare and for education. And then if you're living in a place like New York and San Francisco, Cisco, where I've worked, you're not really wanting to send your kids to um, public schools, a majority of them because they're not safe. So it's like, even the gods of braces, yo, braces are so expensive, right? And again, like, I, I really love and admire Susie Orman because she keeps it real. Like, she says, you better be checking credit scores when you get married, you know, herpes status, you know, STI, STD statuses. But then she also talks about planning your family. You know, if you cannot afford one, don't have eight, right? And if you emotionally, spiritually cannot support a child why are you doing it because you think that you should you know you don't have to do anything that you do not want to it is 2019 and yes again I say that with you know a context as you know I'm speaking from you know a a woman of a particular age you know I'm, I'm 29 coming into myself right I'm also American um I'm also from From a very progressive state, being Oregon, and I also come from a very progressive family. So I know that there are some things that are beyond others' control. But if anything, just listen up. And I think that there really needs to be a community where we can just be honest and say, you know what? Or like we need to create a community where people can be honest and say, this is not for me. And I'm going to stand to my truth. And I'm not going to be persuaded because having children is, you know, children are too precious. They should never be. Uh, you know, a bartering piece or uh, a persuasive kind of conversation. No, no, indeed. So yeah, again, it's Brie. I keep it funky. Give it to you straight. No chaser, as Wendy Williams would will say. Uh, email me. Let me know what you think. Ask Brie123, one, A-S-K-B-R-I-E 123 at And I look forward to um, reading messages and responses. Okay, bye-bye.